0: Welcome to the podcast series from the National Centre for Research Methods at the University of Southampton. In today's podcast, Dr George Plebidis from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine talks about the NCRM Pathways Project he's working on and new research looking at the links between people's social and economic status and their health in later life.
1: Pathways, it's on social determinants of population health generally, that's a general kind of title for our research. Uh, we're very interested specifically on biosocial pathways to health. The work that I'm going to talk about mostly today is on the association between socioeconomic position through the life course and later life health, and mainly about the pathways, the mechanisms that underlie this association. Pathways are very important to us, the mechanisms are the causal mechanisms that link social determinants and biomarkers in later life health are very important for us.
0: So let's get a little bit more into the specifics now then. What what particularly were you looking at and why?
1: We were looking at how life course socioeconomic position affects biomarkers of later life health. The major question was to identify whether which pathways actually link socioeconomic position and those biomarkers. For example, is the well-established association due to access to healthcare, due to health-related behaviour or, let's say, stress? And that is very important, of course, for policy-making, because if we are able to quantify these pathways, then we will have uh, some ideas for more targeted interventions. And, of course, reducing inequality, apart from the whole argument about ethics and justice, economic inequality is very important for population health. A recent estimate puts the cost of socioeconomic inequality in health in Europe at around 10% of European GDP. If we can find out something about the mechanism there, we can have some ideas about some interventions.
0: You made use of the English Longitudinal Study of Aging, a really fabulous data set. Mm -hmm. Explain why, what it was about that particular data set that made it possible to look at this issue yeah. and, and what there is in it that's of interest to you?
1: Well, first of all, uh, it's longitudinal. We have the same cohort of people, 50 plus, or they've been followed since uh, the year 2002. I mean, that was the first wave of the ELSA, although they were, it was based on the health Survey for England. Every two waves, there is a nurse, the so-called nurse visit or a clinical examination where biomarkers are assessed. There is a huge wealth in self reported questions on any kind of outcome or any kind of indicator of socioeconomic position which is of interest to us. More importantly, the major pathways that link socioeconomic position and health are also covered in great depth. That's very important. And what is also fascinating is that in the third wave of the ELSA, there was a life course uh, interview. So people were asked about the life course, early life experiences and with a lot of questions about, you know, their early life circumstances, uh, earlier life health, also midlife health before age 50, which is very important for us since the life course perspective is part of the mechanism that I links... Uh, economic position, of course, and later life health.
0: So once you'd established that ELSA was the data set for you and it had yes. all this lovely rich data for the sorts of issues you wanted to, to look at, how did you go about making use of it?
1: Well, I mean, at the core of Pathways is methodology, is, is using the, the cutting-edge methods, actually the most appropriate methods that will allow us to answer the questions we would like to answer. Now it sounds straightforward, and actually the question one answer, for example, is let's say, is physical activity more important than smoking when it comes to health inequalities? It's a simple question, right? Well, empirically, it's very challenging. And at Pathways, we have identified three major issues uh, which are of importance when we're dealing with observational data sets. First of all, causal inference how to best do causal inference with observational data and, particularly, estimate direct and indirect effects because the links between socioeconomic position and health are indirect, there's nothing direct in there. Uh, We have all the theory based on sociology of the three pathways that I mentioned, but this implies mediation, so we have some indirect effects. Uh, This literature, the causal mediation literature, as it's called, has expanded in the last five years rapidly. Uh, that's a major issue for us. Also, the issue of, you know, uh, confounding, unknown and measured confounders, and the issue of sensitivity analysis to make sure how our models kind of behave under certain conditions. There is also a very important issue of missing data in these datasets, and we have to be aware of principled approaches within our models how to deal with missing data. And there are principled approaches uh, within the causal mediation literature and beyond that we are using. Also, we need to be aware of measurement error, uh, of course. Uh, most people think that measurement error is only a property of self-reported data. Not really. Even objective measures, such as biomarkers or other anthropometric measures of health, are subject to systematic and/or random measurement error. So, we do. We need to do something about that. So, all these three things. If you if you if you want me to put a label on the methods we are using. Let's say we're using causal mediation methods. Uh, Within that, you will find, of course, the modern um, version of structural equation models and all the ideas from epidemiology, counterfactuals, g-computation. When it comes to missing data, full information, maximum likelihood, and multiple imputation, And when it comes to measurement error, it's all about latent variables and the cutting-edge modern use of the generalized latent variable modeling framework.
0: So using the leading methods in this approach to to this work?
1: The point is we're not using the methods for the sake of using the cutting-edge methods. And even if you would like to answer some simple questions and quantify indirect pathways and actually have some reliable, robust, quantitative estimates to inform policy reliably, you need, in this situation... We need to use these methods to also to tackle the three important problems that we face with these kind of questions, with the data we can use. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, the key message there, robust findings to help policymakers yes. make proper decisions yes. based on reliable evidence. Absolutely key. Um, so let's move on then to, yep. to some of the things that, that, that you found and some of the things that policymakers may indeed be interested in considering going forward.
1: First of all, we have some evidence, and this builds on uh, previous work which was also funded by the Medical Research Council, that it appears that in the older population in England, based on the ELSA, uh, socioeconomic inequality is mostly due to health-related behaviours, a little bit less due to uh, access to healthcare, and stress doesn't seem to be very important. A slightly different picture uh, emerges when we're using mental health outcomes. Health-related behaviour remains very important, stress then becomes a bit more important. So we have some evidence to start understanding the mechanism. We need more work, for example, when we're talking about health-related behavior, which behavior? I mean, what aspect, for example, of physical activity is most important? So we need more work on that. But we have some preliminary evidence. Also, we know, based on, this, based on the work on pathways, that it appears that for, the, for people 50 plus in England, its current socioeconomic position that actually drives most of the inequality. Early life circumstances play a role mostly in women, and mostly in women older than 75, and that's, I think, we think, interesting finding that we need to uh, pursue more and find out why. I mean, we have some ideas why, but we need to have, have do some empirical research on this. When it comes to policy recommendations, we, I think, we have some evidence uh, that sheds further light on the mechanism. The mechanism up until now, I think, was a kind of a black box. We knew that socioeconomic position is influencing health, but what happens in between, right? That's important. We know a bit more now, but we need to know much more, and we will know more based on the work on pathways or or based on future work we will do, to elucidate more that mechanism. And I think in the next three years or or so, we will be able to to come up with some specific policy recommendations. We're not there yet. We need more work to do this, to be able to say, look, this part of the mechanism is very important. We should intervene there. We're getting there, but more work needs to be done.
0: Dr George Plavidis was talking to Christine Garrington about his research with colleagues Professor Emily Grundy, Professor Bianca de Stavola and Professor Mike Kenwood as part of the NCRM-funded Pathways Project. You can find out more at www.pathways.lshm.ac.uk.